All right. I really feel like I am going to be on the line during this episode. Like, I, I feel like this could be a make it or break it for me right now. Okay. You know, I, I know the feeling. Why is that? You've done this to me a couple times. What have I done? On the Jeepsters. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, that okay, so that's the thing, yes. Yeah. Uh, this is episode 40. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to us on YouTube, hi, YouTube, all that, um, on episode for episode 40, we're going to do something with 40. We play with numbers a lot. So mm-hmm. YouTube, this is only our second episode. But, you know, we've done, obviously, 39 other episodes on the podcasting sources, and some of them are themed. Episode 40, we wanted to do the Toyota 40 Series Land Cruiser. Um, It is, you know, Toyota's version of the Jeep. Yep. And it is just an iconic off-road vehicle. It is. And as as you know... My business at Thin Line Off Road, probably eighty percent of it ha- over the years has been I vintage. I believe the word is obsession. Well, yeah, because <laughs> I I still currently personally own uh, what three, four Land Cruisers. I don't know. I lost count. Well, I, I can see. I got the parts one in the barn. Mm-hmm. I've got uh, Brat Pack, which is a sixty series. Uh, I have a Iron Pig fifty five, which sits at the Mora. So that's three. I have three Land okay. Cruisers right now. I've owned 40 Series, but I've never actually driven a 40 Series. I've only had, like, mm-hmm. non-running restorable parts rigs. Yeah. So that's why I kind of feel like I'm on the line here, because am I going to do justice to the 40 Series Land Cruiser? I know I can do justice to Land Cruisers in general, Yeah. but specifically the 40 Series has not really been my forte. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you think we can still do this, John? I think we'll wing it. That's <laughs> kind of what we live by. Well, I mean, isn't that, isn't that the Land Cruiser <laughs> lifestyle? The guys yeah. that are out there, the Instagram, you know, traveling everywhere and just winging it and, you know, not yeah. a lot of plans in yeah. life, you know, the overlanding. Which reminds me, I found something on Marketplace. I, I almost, I meant to send you a link on it and I forgot today. Is it a banana tape to a wall again? No, no, oh. I never sent you that. Oh, I thought you did. <laughs> no, no. Which reminds me that I got another one about that taco thing you told me about. I took a screenshot, forgot to send it. Oh, the, the floor taco lady? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, I learned how she rolls the tacos. Y- you know, I tell you what, folks, uh, for those of you who are listening, we're near Detroit, <laughs> Michigan, and maybe Johnny Orange will even share it to 4 by 4 Talk or something like that. Not just this to... picture. <laughs> oh, is there something else? I know how she rolls the tacos now. Oh, ew. Um, <laughs> the uh, There's a lady on Marketplace <laughs> by us that's... Oh, that is terrible. That is so terrible. Uh, you see? There's a I'm li- not going to show them. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lady on Marketplace in Detroit that keeps selling tacos that she makes in her kitchen. And, and you know, first of all, selling food on Marketplace, I think, is not even allowed. I don't think so, no. But no. Um, she is always in a, some picture sitting on the floor, bare mm-hmm. feet, rolling these tacos on her kitchen floor. Like the, yeah. these soft tacos and burritos. And she yeah. sells them. <laughs> it's so gross looking. So what I was going to send you, it's food related, but it was this 1920s like picnic set. That you're supposed to mount in the back of a vehicle when you go like picnicking, I guess. Oh, that would look good at the Mora in the back it, of the Willys or something. It was cool. But they, it was one of those, it's got a dollar price tag, and it says, I'm asking a lot more than a dollar. So it's mm, like, yeah, yeah get, I hate get those bent. ones. <laughs> All right, man. Oh, they pissed me off. <laughs> well, think we can do this? I think so. Let's do it.
it's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. So you once asked me a question. If I knew my alphabet when it came to Jeeps. Okay. So my question is to you, do you know the metric alphabet when it comes to these cruisers? <laughs> okay, um, I, I'm going to say yes and no. You can test me if you'd like. Well, I, so producer Andrew and I were discussing this earlier, looking over some of these notes that I had. Uh, I don't understand most of this. I'm not going to lie. Okay, well, so uh, what? Before we even get into what Mr. Orange here is referring to, <laughs> is the Toyota Land Cruiser has been series numbered since the very beginning, starting at well, ten or twenty-five or twenty. And and I know some of the early ones. He's going to probably test me on a little bit of this. <laughs> and then the it's always something in in front, like a B or an F or an H. So okay, go go ahead. Well, are you familiar with the? My, I don't know if I'm saying this, Benderante models? Heard of them. I don't know if there's a difference between the Bondurante or, or Bandurante, however you say it, mm-hmm. and U.S. version Land Cruisers. Uh, that I don't know. Two pages of notes useless. <laughs> what? You just you just put away two pages of notes? It's, of, it's mostly different build specs. Well, I, so, okay, we can talk about the them examples, in a minute. Yeah. In okay. a minute. <laughs> Okay, so what were you going to test me on here? Um, what is the OJ40L? What the? OJ40LV. OJ? OJ40LV-B, or the OJ45LP-B. Well, I can tell you what the other stuff is. I've never heard of an O an OJ. OJ45L. Okay, all right, all right. Oh, this is the Bondurante models. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I don't... I don't know about these. Yeah, it's just slight variations of them, apparently. Oh, well, now, see, now I see why you pulled these up. <laughs> because these are powered by Mercedes diesel engines. I actually didn't even notice that. Yeah, so. the Interesting. Yeah, a bunch of these are. Ah, uh, <laughs> so they are. <laughs> and hmm. now a newfound interest to Mr. Orange with his Mercedes bit, diesel bit. Jeep. Okay. Yeah. Which I, I gotta get back. To All right. That. So you, besides the O series, that's how you stumped me, or do you have something else for me? No, that was it. Okay. Well, Apparently yeah. I, okay, I, you stumped me. I'll have to not, do some not more. Not too successful. <laughs> I'm familiar in the U.S. mainly with uh, the FJ series, mm-hmm. which the FJ series would have been the F series engine, which was the gasoline engine, because that's all we got in okay. the U.S. We didn't get. Um, any sort of regular importation of yeah. the diesels. We had ones come down from Canada, but that was about it. Now, with that, then they had like the B series, the H series mm-hmm. of these different models of Land Cruisers, and they those were different diesels. Yeah. Now, the 40 series that we're talking about is kind of the iconic open top for the most part, there there are exceptions to that, but the iconic open top Land Cruiser okay. is the forty series. So you know that if you're going to really talk about that, you have to talk about like the history going back prior to the forty series. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably have some of that in front of you, but I'm going to just touch on some things a little bit. <laughs> okay, well, um, right during or or after World War II, we had left uh, some Jeeps in Japan. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Japanese Imperial Army, dragged them away, took them to Toyota, said, we need you know, something this. similar to this. We need this. This yeah. is what we need. So they made their version of it, and it started out as a military vehicle, just like the Jeep did. Mm-hmm. So if you take a look at the early open-top Toyota Land Cruiser, before they even called it the Land Cruiser, mm-hmm. uh, Back then, I think the Land Cruiser name came out in like 51. And okay. you can correct me on that if I'm wrong on that. But I don't have the note. But. The, the military version Toyota open-top four-wheel drive vehicles are very, very similar to the Jeep of World War II. The yeah. dimensions were very similar. The wheel bolt pattern is actually the same, yep. five on five and a half. Uh, the axles are both offset to the passenger side, mm-hmm. just like a World War II. What's interesting is... Those very first Land Cruisers, the architecture stayed the same all the way up through the 1980s. Okay. And the axles in them, maybe the Japanese saw that the American axles were a little weak or something in the flat fender Jeeps. Mm -hmm. And so they kind of reverse engineered the same design that we had used for the Deuce and a Half uh, trucks, the larger trucks, or even like the power wagons over mm-hmm. there. Well, back then they were the WCWX, you know, the, the Dodges, the yeah. World War II Dodges. And so they made a scaled-down version, essentially, of a World War II Dodge axle with the dropout third member mm-hmm. and just heavier duty. So they basically took um, and ripped off or, or borrowed design from both the Jeep and from the World War II Dodges and the six-wheel drive trucks all the stuff we had left over there during World War II, and they put it all together in this small, extremely rugged little vehicle. Yeah. You're looking at me like, I, th- I think you had something you wanted to add about these early wartime ones. No, not really. The, the only note, you, you already covered it, you know, they're very similar to the CJs. Slightly larger, but very similar, than like you said, the same wheels. Yeah. I, I had a couple notes on that, but that's for just, that'll be later. Okay, all just right. Just other parts compatibility thing. Gotcha, gotcha. I, I got what you're saying. So, you know, they had that, um, you know, that first generation. And I'm looking right now just to kind of remind me of some of these things here. Uh, that first uh, BJ series and FJ series, first generation was like 51 to 55. Mm-hmm. And those models today are extremely, extremely rare. I believe it. You know, <laughs> trying to find them. Um, the grill looks more Jeep-like than it mm-hmm. does Land Cruiser-like. Uh, it had slats in it. And eventually they changed from that. And then, of course, they went to the FJ40 um, grill design that everybody knows, yeah. which did you find out about that? No, I did not. You didn't find out about no, the more, more or less what I came across was like a timeline of stuff. Oh, okay. All right. Well, we're going to have some so, fun with this. So, Yeah, it's it's going to be very educational for me. I'll, <laughs> I'll be first to admit that. 40 series grills. And this is, you know what? I'm going to tie this in. I'm going to tie okay. this into one of our sponsors real quick. Okay. okay. Quick Draw Brand. We talk about them all the time. I got a funny story about that in a minute. Okay. <laughs> quick Draw Brand. Um, Chad calls me up at Quick Draw Brand mm-hmm. probably two years ago. Okay. When he, maybe maybe three years ago, when he started to get into the new engine to transmission adapters. Mm-hmm. I know this is kind of a side note from our Land Cruiser 40 series here, but it, it ties in. I, I, I promise. I promise. 
So he, he calls me up and he says, I'm going to start doing these adapters. I've already got these ones designed. Uh, these are in production. Um, you know, surprise, surprise, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. I'm doing this. I said to him, well, you need to do Land Cruiser adapters. And he's like, Land Cruisers? You're talking like those, you know, those those soccer mom vehicles that go around? I said, no, no, that's a Land Rover. That's a Range Rover or whatever. I said, no, yeah. you're talking Land Cruisers, these heavy-duty Japanese 4x4 trucks. He says, well, is there even any of those left in, in <laughs> anywhere? And I said, yeah, it's, they're very popular, East Coast, West Coast. You don't see as many around here. Mm. And I said, guys are modifying them, doing stuff with them all the time. So it started out, I took down... Um, Chad, uh, some transmissions, I think an engine, uh, some Land Cruiser parts, and mm-hmm. said, use these for your mock-ups for measuring some things, blah, blah, blah. We kind of developed some business plans and some things. Yeah. Uh, some pri- Maybe some proprietary stuff there. I don't know. But <laughs> anyways, um, so I give them to him, and he, uh, you know, he starts getting everything together, and he gets his first initial ones designed. And he calls me up, and he says, I want to test fit the 2.8 Cummins into a Land Cruiser. Okay. And I said, okay. I says, well, I don't have a Land Cruiser uh, available right now for you to do this. And he, I said, but hey, I just happened to notice on, I think it was Craigslist. I said, one popped up just down the road from you. Mm-hmm. And I says, pretty good deal. So I sent him a link. He buys this thing mm-hmm. um, th- th- that day. Just goes and buys it. <laughs> a 40 series Land Cruiser. It was like a nice. 1976 FJ40. Nice. So he buys this thing. He brings it back, does his test fitting, all this and that, blah, blah, blah. Boom, everything works good, beautifully. Fits like a glove. Nice. His 2.8s, we've talked about it before, they slide right in with the Land Cruiser adapter. Mm-hmm. So I know it's kind of a long prelude. This is why Chad had a Land Cruiser for a short time. He does a video of some of his products mm-hmm. with the front of the Land Cruiser in the background. Okay. And last year, we go out to SEMA, and... I had not seen this video. He had not said anything to me about this video. And he puts the video up on this big screen TV in the booth mm-hmm. on loop. And it's playing with the same music on loop again and again and again. And I watch the video and I look at Chad and I says, oh, thank God you have the grill right. And he's like, what are you talking about? Because he didn't know. Okay. Apparently and, and I don't you, either. Yeah, you're <laughs> thick side up. Toyota 40 Series <laughs> grills okay. are symmetrical. You can unbolt them and bolt them on upside down. Okay? Okay. They completely flip-flop. Hmm. No problem. Yeah. Except one bar on the top is thick and the bar on the bottom is thin. For whatever reason, hmm. even Toyota restorers... Hmm. Have put the grill on upside down because it kind of looks a little better, maybe in some yeah. people's opinion. Not to me. I, I think yeah. they look right. And the Land Cruiser 40 series crowd is they are snobs about this. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna call you, I'm calling you guys out, man. You I are snobs. You are yeah. snobs about this. But they even have t-shirts about it that say thick side up. <laughs> and they have the grill and stuff on them. Nice. So I tell this to Chad, and Chad says, Keith, that is the most random thing he goes no one in their right mind is ever going to notice that and he didn't i didn't know you that long at that point did he well no he had to call you out for pointing that out oh no he had and he's just, <laughs> but he says to me he says you're just an oddball and you know no one's going to notice that yeah. thing we're at the sema booth mm-hmm. and i kid you not at least 15 to 20 times we had some land cruiser person come by our booth 
stand there watching the video, and they're like, well, at least the girl's on right. <laughs> and Chad's like, really? Really? This is, that is this, awesome. This is, and I says, dude, it would have been a nightmare. If you would have been selling Land Cruiser parts with a Land Cruiser <laughs> yeah. grill upside down on that thing, yeah. it would have been a nightmare. I said, That's you would have funny. gotten nothing but flack from everyone in the Toyota Land Cruiser <laughs> crowd. And he's just like, you know, <laughs> so yeah. That's awesome. You had something, um, you said on Quick Draw or something real quick? Yeah. So I, I got a message from uh, Quick Draw on Facebook saying, congratulations, you won. And I, I wait, 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 wait. Are you even eligible to win anything? I don't know. Well, okay. I clarify uh, that. I never thought that. Anyway, continue on. I got really excited because I remember one of the more recent ones he had was a, a twin turbo okay. thing. And I thought it was that. Well, I hadn't had a chance to read the message. So I was really excited trying to figure out, well, how can I use this thing? How can I install it? And I got home and I'm like, was that the most recent one? So I scrolled through the page and looked. Oh, you comment on his his he, had, he has all those those prize yeah. yeah and guess how many are on this yeah guess how many boxes first ten win a t shirt yeah that kind of stuff yeah yeah it was thirty five boxes so I got a t shirt oh you got a quick draw t shirt coming <laughs> yeah or is it already there or? not yet not yet oh okay so on the way I'm excited though <laughs> oh well awesome awesome yeah I'm assuming I'm still eligible <laughs> did, because Mr Johnny Orange is is a stage name did he even realize that it was you. Well, I did it through my regular Facebook. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he, so, so he, knows. so he still may not have known. Oh, that's I don't what I'm think saying. He knows my last name. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, um, snuck that one under. <laughs> okay. So speaking of shirts, before we continue, oh, um, yep. I love the shirt, Ed Henry. Uh, thank you very much. Yep. I'm going to send you a personal uh, thank you. Yes. And can we get a thank you? Maybe yelled from producer Andrew over there. Producer Andrew's got oh, one come on, too. More thumbs up. He's a thumbs up. Uh, <laughs> no, let's get real quiet. Maybe he'll whisper. Yeah. Um, wait, 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 hold it. Oh, come on. Oh. You can say that to him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we tried. So Countdown's at 10. <laughs> <laughs> oh, his card's ready to be picked up, by the way. You can do it if you want. Oh, okay. We'll talk afterwards. Yeah. Um, yeah, a real podcast. We're having... See, this is what we're doing now these days. He's just looking at us. Producer Andrew's down there looking at us like we're insane. <laughs> He's not wrong. 40 Series Land Cruiser. 40 Series Land Cruiser. Oh, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. So, you know... I feel like I'm not going to do it um, enough justice to try to get into all the technical specs. Like you said, you researched, you could read off some things, but that's why I kind of wanted to make this episode some Lankers or stories and things like that. Like I was, mm. like I was just did with the uh, thick side up thing. I'm going to run that stupid little compressor that I had for 45 minutes to fill one tire up to push it into the museum. <laughs> oh, on the Iron Pig. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's not a 40 series. It's not a 40 series. I know. It's Toyota. But, <laughs> um, I guess... Uh, talking. Let's talk about a couple of the different models here. Unless you got something on on the Land Cruiser you want to talk about, specific, or on the Forty Series you want to talk Not about specifically. Terribly specific. No, like I said, it was just a lot of generic information, really. Okay. So let's take a quick break. Let's recoup, and when we come back, I I think it's story time again. Okay. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard to find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. 
Okay, I promised you a story. Okay. 40 series story. Like I said, disclaimer, I have only owned through my business parts and restorable 40 series land cruisers. It's more I, than I've ever owned. I've never wheeled one. <laughs> I, uh, I I do have a buddy up north. Um, quick shout out uh, to uh, Tim. Uh, I don't know if I should mention his last name just because I know he's a real yeah. private kind of guy, but I know uh, he goes as Timber Cruiser, so uh, he goes around with, um, I'm sorry, not Tim, Dave. I, why did I say Tim? Dave, uh, he goes as Timber Cruiser, and uh, he's had a number of Land Cruisers. He's the guy who introduced me to Land Cruisers back in the day. Okay. And he, you know, he would take and mess with these things. He had 40 series, 80 series, and he used to tell me how cool they were and how I needed to get one. And as you know, I eventually did get into them, and mm-hmm. I had the sickness bit, just like with you and the Jeeps. You I know, understand. I, I'm big on that. <laughs> so, um, so that was just kind of a quick shout out there and kind of how I got into the. But I've had these. Now, I got into the 60 series Land Cruisers, which I think maybe episode of 60 or something like that, we will talk about those, or Sounds good. who knows, down the road we will more. Yeah. But I'm a big 60 series guy, and I could talk all day long about 60 series, and I can give you specs, and I can give you um, interchangeability and all sorts of stuff. Um, but the 40 series, I don't have that encyclopedic knowledge of. Yeah. I was out a couple states over, away at school a couple years ago. I had just gotten into the Land Cruisers, the Toyota mm-hmm. Land Cruisers. I am a broke, I guess, not college student because it was a trade school, but... <laughs> I, w- I was at a school. I said, you go back to prove something to your dad that you're not a fool? What? They'll get it. Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Movie reference. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, is that Adam Sandler? He got it. He got it. <laughs> is that, are you talking about the, the Adam Sandler movie? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. No. I went, we went to dive school. I know. So I'm out in Minnesota. <laughs> And one night, I am finishing up my homework, and I'm on my computer, actually the same ratty old computer that I have right now that mm-hmm. tells you how old this thing is. And I'm on Craigslist, and I find an FJ45LV. Okay. Now, I don't know if you have notes about those or not. I'm looking. You're looking through your notes. <laughs> I find this thing, and I see pictures of it. It's a four-door wagon mm-hmm. Land Cruiser. And I'm looking at this thing in the picture. I'd never seen one before. And I go, Wow. This thing's really cool looking. It's kind of like my 60 series, but it's got the 40 series front on it. Okay. And so I start Googling them and checking them out. And but I didn't really dig far enough to realize the rarity or the value of them. Yeah. Call up the guy. What do you want for it? He's like, um, you know, $1,500. And I says, okay. And I said, well, I'd like to come out and take a look at this thing. So typical car guy fashion. Uh, my one of my buddies from school wanted to ride out with me as a Sunday, so we mm-hmm. we drive out there. He's in rural Minnesota, middle of absolutely nowhere. Mm-hmm. We we end up meeting the first guy from the Craigslist ad, and apparently he was helping his friend, um, you know, post uh, one of those one deals. Of those deals. Yeah, yeah, one of those deals. So this guy's a handicapped guy in a wheelchair. He okay. he wheels out, gets into his van, wheels into the van. We start following this handicapped van for like another fifteen miles back into the bush. And you didn't hear banjo stuff. Oh, playing, darn near. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. And so hmm. there's like two tracks. So we finally get up to this, this like, I would call it an encampment out in the middle of nowhere. And it's a junkyard. Well away from cell reception, I'm sure. Oh, well away. <laughs> well away. And there's big gates in the front. There's dogs barking. And the guy goes and starts yelling through the gate. And this, this guy that looks like 
straight out of like you know some hillbilly movie where you know he's just got this big old beard and he's got this big floppy hat mm-hmm. comes out and they're talking and yelling at each other for a little bit and uh you know he's just sitting there with his van with his window down and um so finally he's like yeah i guess come in show it to him blah 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 hmm. so we go in there's all these pit bulls on chains and stuff between all Jeez. these old trailers and we drive way way back into the woods and sitting on this trailer is this fj45 lv all original hmm. every single part there wow dented rusty not rotted out but dented rusty um restorable rough mm-hmm. very rough but restorable and it's sitting there and i'm like man this thing's really cool looking but not realizing that it was worth every penny of what they were asking <laughs> i'm like mm, i'll give you 800 dollars for it the guy's mm-hmm. like no I, i'm getting my 1500 no matter what and i'm just like uh nah, no i can't do it mm-hmm. and, and to this day i kick myself for not coming up with the $1,500 to buy it. But I didn't yeah. I, I probably had $800 to my name at the time. It was probably a stupid purchase at the time anyway. I understand. I, I made a lot of those. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I always wonder if that one's still there or if somebody else snagged it finally. That might be surprised. It might I be. I mean, a lot of times stuff like that never moves. Yeah. You know, especially that far out in the middle of nowhere, you might get lucky. <laughs> now, the reason I mentioned the FJ45 LV is unless somebody can correct me, or maybe you can correct me, did you find the one that was purchased at auction? I didn't find a specific one. I, I For your recommendation, I looked a few up that went for auction at a couple places, and I saw prices ranging from like thirteen grand to 26 plus. Well, that, see, now that was on the 40 Series open top, <clears throat> the standard... Yeah. Um, Land Cruiser, mm-hmm. but the FJ forty five LV, the wagon version here. Okay, this restored one uh, recently sold at Barrett Jackson for two hundred eighty thousand dollars. Good lord! And uh, and then there's a buyer's premium, so I think it was over three hundred by the time the buyer's premium and all that. It has it currently holds unless something else has gone across the block since then. The world record for a four wheel drive vehicle. Jeez, any four wheel drive vehicle. What was so special about it? Um. I believe it was only like I'm gonna actually try to look. I think it was 1,500 of them made total. They were all handmade, and they were, you know, it's just there's not that many left, and there was just a handful of them. Yeah, I, it was also uh, the predecessor to it, which would have been the FJ25 LV, mm-hmm. which is even rarer yet. I believe has the distinction of being the first four door enclosed four wheel drive SUV ever nice. built. And nice. so, you know, they were a little ahead of time. But uh, I'm just, yeah, so I'm just trying to look at it right now, buddy. But yeah. I don't see, um, yeah, without digging on here too much. Um, there were, the the, next yeah, there was only a hand, there was only a handful of those FJ45 LVs huh. made. I the, never would have figured something like that would bring that kind of money in a million years. I mean, the restoration was beautiful. Um, <laughs> the guy who restored it said he lost money on the deal. Oh, I believe it. Because he spent that much restoring yeah. it plus. But, I, I did find a company that actually still makes them. Like they make and modify them, and they sell for like 185 new. Icon, I think that something like that. Yeah, yeah. that's that's nuts. Yeah, they're, they're they that, make that's four a heck door of versions. A cult following though, oh my god. Yeah. Jeez. Um, personally, I've never loved the lines of a 40 series. Mm-hmm. I I like them a lot. They're kind of cool. I'm not you gonna know. deny that. Yeah. I I think that some of those new ones, like the four door version, icons making and stuff, mm. are just totally awesome. I mean, yeah. But. Well, says I don't like the. Let's see if I can find in my note here. It was one of the predecessor or the the successors to it, the FJ Cruiser. 
I don't like that thing. Oh yeah, that's no, that's ugly as hell. That's a very. Oh my god. That's a very. It's not a predecessor. It's just something that the they successor. made. Or successor. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. That's <laughs> when we get into the Land Cruiser lineage that we talked about before, where the forty series was the utilitarian model and it goes down through and then the Land Cruiser family tree and then eventually mm-hmm. they went off uh with the FJ forty five L V being the first SUV and then that branched to the Iron Pig. Say how how big is the whole Land Cruiser family? Huge. It, it seems to be an insanely all encompassing just just like I said, based on some quick searching I did, they said that's why I've only got a timeline here. Well the okay. The easiest way is to go by the series. Because okay. each series has different engines, different options. Yep. So the the very first ones were the twenty series mm-hmm. and the, you know the ten so the forty series is the is the first mass produce. Okay. Okay. They're still around. Um they they made them for years and years and years. Forty series was the open top. For the most part, unless you got a FJ forty five LV or a pickup truck, mm-hmm. and most of the pickup trucks had a removable top. Nice. You had the FJ forty, like I said, you had the those. Then you go to the um, six fifty five series, which was the Iron Pig. Yep. We have the sixty series, which is what Brat Pack is. Yeah. The seventy series was direct lineage from the forty series. Okay. And it's a utilitarian, very boxy, and it's still made today. Hmm. Um, remember how we talked about the Sheik and his big museum? Yeah. And he had that ambulance door one? Mm-hmm. That was a 70 series. Okay. Nice. So the, the, those are the real rugged ones that are used overseas, but we can't get them here. Gotcha. Yeah. The 80 series is like my old Lexus that I used to have. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. I think I'm thinking of another guy's, though. Now, this... No, I do remember that. The, the 80 series is where, for the U.S., we lost the solid axle. So the 80 had the solid axle. Okay. When we went to the 100 series, they had IFS. Such a shame. Very durable, very beefy IFS, but it still went IFS. Yeah. And then when they went to the 200 series, which they're in now, mm-hmm. the 200 series got IRS as well. Mm. I know, exactly. And it became super luxury. Yeah. But So in the U.S., <laughs> we've only had luxury Land Cruisers for the last 30 years, basically. Yeah. But the rest of the world has had these super beefy 70 Didn't series. Did we pick one of those up once, you and I? A luxury one? Well, that was an old Lexus, yeah. Oh, okay. That's the You've one I'm actually, up, I then. think, picked up more than one Land Cruiser with me. Two or three, I think, at least. Yeah, yeah I've, I've had dozens of them through here. So. And it all blends together after a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, I know we're not doing a lot of like huge justice. Like I, The 40 series, I would love to sit down and be like, okay, this particular person designed it, this particular, yeah. and give you that history. But and I guess maybe I'm going to give you that opportunity. What do you you, you <laughs> got to have some hard notes on this thing that you wanted to mention? Uh, like I said, not a lot. They're all generic notes, you know, predecessors, successors. Um, you know, is it body on frame? Yes, which is one of those details. Available short, medium, and long wheelbase versions. Gas, diesel engines. Uh, I've got notes like in '76 they started coming with disc brakes on the front axle. Yeah. Okay. So there's a note for a 40 series collector. Yeah. Um, if you're going with a, uh, you're looking to buy one for value, mm-hmm. and not that anybody should ever do that. Like, but if you are <laughs> investing into the vehicle yeah. for value, '76 and newer 40 series, mm-hmm. where that you get the disc brakes and there's a couple other upgrades as well mechanically. Yeah. There's a uh, power is steering it? in '79. Yep. Power and steering. Air conditioning. That is its options. Gears actually went from 411 to 370, though. Yes. They changed that. Yeah. Again, the whole highway-friendly fuel thing exactly. at the time. Uh, what else did I have? Oh, they had a 4-liter four four six-cylinder diesel. 
four liter six. In 1980. Oh, okay. HJ 47. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. As you can see, there, the, it always ends with like, you know, you have the, it starts with the letters, ends yeah. with the numbers. I don't know all of them. Uh, there's a number of these Land Cruiser guys that can sit there off the top of their head. Uh, by all means, I don't. I have never professed to be a Land Cruiser um, guru. You know, way more than I do. <laughs> I, I I love them, but yeah. the the forty. I've come to appreciate them more through you, just seeing what these things are built of, and they're impressive. I'm not my, gonna lie. The way I was sold on Land Cruisers. Was I'm an axle guy? You know that. Yeah. I, I love axles. I love building axles. So I love axles and suspension. Exactly. Right up my thing too. <laughs> that first Land Cruiser I ever bought was completely by mistake, and that was the '60 series. Mm-hmm. So I was going out to help our buddy Dan Blair um, mock up his Buick V6 for his CJ, mm-hmm. doing some different motor mount stuff. Anyways, I I was looking at the time for a vehicle I could take all the kids in, mm-hmm. and I see this. FJ60 sitting on the side of the road, and I look at it, and I go, man, I could throw a third-row seat in that thing and and beef it up and have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. I'd had Toyota Mini trucks before, and I was appreciative of them, but I'd never had a Land Cruiser. Mm-hmm. I buy the thing dirt cheap, get it back to my shop, start modifying it a little bit, pull the axles apart, and saw how beefy the axle components were for this essentially <laughs> mid-sized SUV, yeah. and it's it's built like a one-ton truck. I was going to say, isn't it something like the, the axles on these are like the same or bigger than a Dana 60 shaft? They're, yeah, they're uh, the 30 spline. Yeah. So Like crazy beefy for crazy, what it is. For what it is, it's crazy, yeah. crazy beefy. And so that was, you know, what really impressed me. And then, you know, put the thing together and been wheeling the way out of it for nice. seven years now. Nice. But uh, that's what really got me into the Land Cruisers was just seeing how they were. Well, you know, mm-hmm. these were developed for the military, and they were developed in a lot of places as well for commercial use, like, uh, you know, Africa and South America. Brazil was a big one. So, yeah, South America. Oh, Brazil, yeah. Yeah, that one I, I came across a lot of mentions of in Brazil. I don't I remember if I had a page on that or not. Well, no. Oh, I do. Yeah, um, their pickup truck version, so the 45 series truck, uh, has been very popular over the years as a mine truck. Yeah. And I don't know why, but it's narrow, I know, and it's like mm-hmm. a mountain goat going up and down these hills. So those, speaking of values, same thing. It, yeah. It, you know, that was something you mentioned, too, is values. Yeah, they, they hold them, seems to be, anyway. They hold them, and they've been going up and up lately Which in recent years. Which is crazy, years. seeing some of these, you know, 60, 70, or 1960, 1970 trucks going for 10 grand or more. It's like, yeah. wait, what? <laughs> Oh, yeah. And even ones that are not restored yeah. or anything like that. It's crazy. Something I have found with the 40 series crowd, though, mm-hmm. it, that's really, really big for value is originality. Yeah. And, you know, does it have the original toolkit? Does it have the original mm-hmm. wheels on it? Does it have all these things? Uh, so if you're looking at one as an investment, you know, obviously, it's your vehicle. Enjoy it how you want to use oh, it. Yeah. You're going to wheel with it, wheel with it. There's not a lot of 40 series on the trails in Michigan anymore. Mm-hmm. Now, other parts of the world, they're 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 still being used. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they're, they are rust-prone, too. So Yeah, I, I could see that. A lot of those old flat steel ones like that seem to be that way. Yeah. It was just nature of the beast or, I don't know, materials used at the time, but they all seem to be that way. They're, they're easy to patch up, at least, right? Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> you know, I mean. You can get on Craigslist, find those old uh, washers and dryers. You get all kinds of nice flat sheet metal right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. 
Not that I've done that. <laughs> I, I know, actually haven't. No? I, I, no, I, I've saved some scrap steel from them, like a lid, I think, at one point. I didn't end up using it, but I just I didn't want to have to strip all the paint off and then repaint it, and I was lazy like that. I probably would have saved me a lot of money in metal had I done that, though. I've well, I welded the back of one of my dad's trucks together with an old uh, heater from a school. So nice. You know, it was the sheet metal nice. uh, the cap. We haven't touched on news we or anything like that in this episode. Uh, we've been jumping around telling stories, which is a lot of fun. But I think we need to take a quick break. And when we come back, maybe hit on our uh, more minutes. Sounds good to me. See you in a bit. Is your septic system ready for the spring rains and melting snow? Let the experts at ABC Home and Commercial Services inspect your tank and properly pump it. A little preventative maintenance goes a long way in avoiding a system failure. Call ABC Home and Commercial Services today at 810-794-5678 and they'll be on their way. A septic pump is as easy as ABC. ABC Home and Commercial Services, 810-794-5678. That's 810-794-5678. Welcome back to Wheelin' with Keith and Johnny Orange. Today we are talking about the Toyota Land Cruiser FJ40 and a couple of the other similar related series of these things. Well, yeah, like the 40 series, but then we've been jumping around a little a bit. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, man. And that's a problem for me because I love the Land Cruiser so much. Yeah. and It's such a wide, respectable history of all these things. It's crazy how big they really are. Again, when I... First heard about these things, I thought it was more of like a niche market. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> well, you know, people who aren't even into Land Cruisers, a lot of times even just confuse them for Land Rovers. Um, I could see and, that, and it's yeah. completely, a, it's it's different companies. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we actually joke in the Land Cruiser circles a lot of times, uh, no offense to our Land Rover listeners, but uh, <laughs> that, you know, if you want style, you buy the Land Rover, and if you want reliability, you buy a Land Cruiser. <laughs> Where I worked, we had a customer with a Land Rover. You're not wrong. <laughs> yeah. You are not wrong. Exactly. So that that's the old joke out there is yeah. that, you know, one's got style, but one's got reliability. Yeah. So I, you know, that's what it is. So I, I know we're talking more or less about the ones here in the U.S. So I'll throw this note out just because there's way more into this alone probably than we could get into in this entire episode than we can get into the news. So you were, we were mentioning other companies they're big in, in or other countries. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. So in toy, uh, in Brazil, they go by, that's the Banderante. Yeah, we were just talking about it, yeah. Yeah, and they're, holy crap, dude. There's all kinds of specifics and versions of those from 68, I think it's through 1999. Okay, is and there just, something like super cool you want in there? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you mean you don't want There's it? There's just so many options. There's, that's the ones <laughs> with all the Mercedes options. Gotcha. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, the variety of them. Well, I, I, so I mentioned the, I'll, I'll go over the shortest one here. Okay. From 1968, the OJ40 through the OJ45 LPB. Um, if you want to hear all those series, start over. I'm not going to read them all <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. I'm the listening. The differences were the short, soft top brush drive car. The short hard top brush drive car, long hard top brush drive car, or short pickup with native bed. Yeah. And it just... It gets confusing after a while. (laughs) It really does. Yeah, I I made the joke, the metric alphabet with those, because there's so many letters and numbers and dash this, L, L, P, Bs, and just... Well, I I already mentioned that the axles were 
a reverse engineered of a couple of different U.S. products. Uh, we didn't mention that the engine, the initial engine one is what was as well. The F-Series engine, mm-hmm. which was the first engines that you saw in the Land Cruisers yeah, with the 1F and then the 2F, which became very popular for many, many years. That was a metric ripoff, straight-up rep, hmm. metric ripoff of a 215 Chevy straight six circa 1940, nice. whatever. I think we discussed that at some point. I think we did, yeah. Or just a brief note on it. Yeah, if you pop the hood of my Land Cruiser, which has been de-smogged, so it has just a carburetor and a header on it, Mm -hmm. people have looked at it before and said, why did you swap a Chevy Straight 6 in this thing? It's like, no, that's the original (laughs) engine. (laughs) Nice. But it does. It looks like an old 40s Chevy Straight 6. I have heard that there are a couple of parts that with some slight machining will work in between the two. I believe it. It's like that close, though. Like it's yeah. just just off. It's a Twilight Zone version of a Chevy Straight Six. That's awesome. So <laughs> it's, uh, that's awesome. It, it's the same weight. Uh, yeah. It's it's it looks the same. It gets half the gas mileage for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah. Well, I'll say this: you mentioned the B series or the H series. So the, the diesels, the exactly. four cylinder, and then the six cylinder. These are deep. Six-cylinder diesel. Yeah, and I always mix it up. Now, the, the B-series, that was naturally aspirated diesel, I think, and then the H-series oh. was turbo or something. My note doesn't say. I, I might have that that two flip-flopped because they've yeah. done both. They've done four-cylinder turbos, six-cylinder turbos, mm-hmm. four-cylinder naturally aspirated. I think they've done six-cylinder naturally aspirated uh, yeah. diesels. They've done a lot of different diesels. In fact, yeah. I, I would... Venture a guess that the Land Cruiser family of off-road vehicles has probably had the most variety of diesels in it since day one. The I, I could say that. Or, yeah, see that? I'll say it, it, the note I did find is diesel trucks were never sold to the general public in the U.S. Yeah, no. that's That seems crazy to me. It's so sad. Yes. It's I, I, so I wholeheartedly sad. agree. Well, that's that's why we got guys like Quick Draw because now oh, yeah. you can like swap one into one. Yeah, you know, yeah. But, put a Cummins twelve valve in it. <laughs> they fit under the hood of the sixty series, like Brat Pack. You can put a twelve valve Cummins. There's a number of guys really? have done it. Yeah. Well, when you blow your engine up, I know what you're doing now. That <laughs> <Yeah>, might. <laughs> He's even got the adapters to it. So excellent, excellent. <laughs> but uh, um, so yeah, uh, my apologies to our Land Cruiser. Uh, people that are listening, you might be going, oh, man, you didn't talk about this. You didn't talk about that. Oh, little things. The early ones had hand cranks for starting. That's awesome. Yeah. They had a hand crank option on that them. That is awesome. Um, you know, there's just there's all these little things with them. Yeah. Just 40 Series Land Cruisers are are awesome, awesome vehicles. Oh, They're yeah. they wide variety. They push Toyota's four-wheel drive um you know, business like crazy for years. Mm-hmm. Of course, they had the mini trucks later on, but um, you know, they're just they're iconic, man. Oh yeah, they're iconic. Um, speaking of iconic things, uh, you've seen some of the Museum of Off Road Adventure uh, this day in history posts. I have been having some issues on my phone, but I did see the big one that I know you're bringing up. Well, yeah, today. <laughs> so yeah. as of this recording, uh, this is our recording date of January sixteenth, um, twenty twenty. But you remembered. Th- yeah, I, I almost <laughs> said 2019. You're right. Yeah, I like thank you. <laughs> um, the uh, this day in off road history. Uh, this is the Ford F Series day. So today, nice. happy Ford F Series day. I drive a Ford F Series. Do we cheers? Yeah, today? there we go. Right. Clank. Hey. Uh, I drive a uh, Ford F Series. In 1948, January 16th, the Ford F Series truck came, comes out as the F1. Um, 
this is the first time that they are not based off a car chassis. They are actually a light truck chassis. Okay. Um, as we know, the F-Series is still well alive today with F-150, 350, mm-hmm. all the way through 700. So, but um, I don't know what happened with this post because most of our posts on the Museum of Off-Road Adventure page mm-hmm. on these This Day in History that load at 10 o'clock every morning you know, they get like maybe 800, 1,000 views, a uh, dozen or so likes. Yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're happy with that. It's it's great. You know, it's great oh, traffic. Yeah. This one for the F1 fit or the... Just uh, exploded. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> As of this, it's been up for eight hours, <laughs> nine hours, and it's reached 27,748 people and with 3,250 engagements and 205 people have shared it. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, people. Um, is it... Is it, I don't know, is it because one of the hashtags we used really worked? Or is the, I know a couple, like, I'm going to do a shout out. The early Ford V8 Foundation shared our post. Um, nice. It looks like somebody from the Ford family might have even shared it. Oh, cool. So, you know, thank you to those people that have a ton of followers that are getting yeah. the word about the museum out. But that just blew us away, you know? Yeah. Make sure to mention Wheelin next time, too. Mention Wheelin? <laughs> yeah. This is Wheelin. No, and for them. Oh, yeah. We need to figure out something to do. I've got some ideas, uh, you know, something a little different that we can do daily with this Ooh, one. Tool of the day. You know, I kind of like that. <laughs> we can start out with you. Ow. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> man. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. I'm still getting over Anyways. this cough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, so... Uh, museum, that's the biggest museum news right now. We are also still playing around with some of the hours of the museum. We may mm-hmm. explore going to being open Saturday instead of Sunday, uh, having a weekday open. Beyond that, not a lot of uh, big news for the museum mm-hmm. this week. Uh, what about you? Anything in 4 by 4 news that you've uh, seen? Project XJ, I, I got the anti-rust layer paint done again. It it didn't take very well last time. The rust was too thick, so I had to reapply it again. So I had to wait for some warmer weather, and then why don't you just remove yeah. the rust? The it's not bad enough to warrant cutting all that metal out, and what's left, like part of the frame rail and such, is surface rust. Can't really cut that out. Okay. So treat it, protect it, encapsulate it, it. Well, you could, but. This project would never get done if I did that. <laughs> Just like one of the projects I got at work right now, uh, you know, it wasn't us. Somebody else decided to do a little bit of demolition at one point, and they cut out this beam mm-hmm. that only holds up like thirteen floors above it. But oh, fantastic! <laughs> I'm looking at it, going, "Huh, I wonder why that's gone." <laughs> I don't want to be standing here. But, uh, yeah, see, I don't want to have to have that conversation with myself later when I break it. Yeah, with the Jeep. So, yeah. Like, I could, you know. So what, what's there, you know, the way I'm reasoning it, it spent a little over 30 years of its life, and it only got that bad. If I treat it, cover it, protect it, it'll last indefinitely. Besides, I'm putting thicker steel over it anyways. So uh, Disclaimer, <laughs> indefinitely rust-proofing a vehicle in Michigan means at least 24 months. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it will last a lot longer. Yeah, it'll, it'll last <laughs> a lot longer. Um, 
Man, uh, you know, what else? What else? You got anything else, buddy? Well, we were mentioning about some of the going back on topic anyway. You, yeah, you keep wanting to talk <laughs> about this thing, and I like that. I'm getting yeah. interested in some of the things I am. So what? I some of the features they had on it, The these were just some that I found listed on a website. So it, it's the 40 is, comp- is prized with a lot of compatibility of General Motors products. So it, like you said, it takes the same six lug wheels as GM. And the transmission is compatible with the Chevy small block engines. So the 307, 327, and 350, which is kind of cool. You said the transmission's compatible. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not a direct bolt-on, but I think you're no. drilling a couple holes. But, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's and the then, transmission's another thing. It's a metric ripoff of a GM SM420. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then it just says, uh, lesser engine changes and upgrades is an option, surplus engines... Other components to replace it that are becoming a lot harder to get. Yeah. Uh, A fancy way of saying there's conversion kits. There's the aftermarket support is huge. Yeah. And all that being said, and note of that, Toyota still offers a lot of replacement parts for them too, apparently. Yeah, like which so, is awesome. <laughs> um, we've touched a uh, little bit on a couple episodes on the H fifty five five speed transmission. Yep, um, which is not a U.S. spec transmission. It was never available here. I found mine in Canada and brought it back here to the U.S. Mm-hmm. That transmission you can get brand new to this day, even though hmm. I don't think they produce any vehicles with it anymore. Mm-hmm. You can get it brand new from Toyota. I believe it. So you know that's awesome. Yeah, th- that's something. Also, that I have respected Toyota for for many years. Oh, yeah. They do their very best to continue to supply parts for mm. their vintage, their older vehicles. And that, that's the nice thing with with anything with that big of a following or that big of a popularity. That is so cool that a company will maintain support. You know, like the, the new AX-15s, for example. Yeah. They were out of production. Now they're making them again. Yep. They were that popular. They brought them back. Which exactly. Which is awesome. No, if they'd start factory installing them, it would be even better. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I had the same thing. That's one of, the, one of the reasons I'm a fan of Honda. And we did the Honda history episode way, way back. I don't yeah. even remember what episode the number that is. but Single digits. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of Honda because Honda, you can go into a Honda dealership, and nine times out of ten, you can get a part for a 35-year-old Honda. That's awesome. Where um, one of their main competitors, I'm not going to talk too much uh, you know, nastiness there, but one of their main competitors I owned one of their motorcycles, mm-hmm. and the motorcycle, when I owned it, was, let me think of the year here, was about 18 years old. Okay. And I went into- It was, or you were? Uh, both, actually. No. Okay. Yeah, because uh, the motorcycle was one year older than me at the mm. time. And I went in to get some parts at mm-hmm. said dealership. And the parts guy says to me, and this this is obviously before big internet days, so this is 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's an antique. <laughs> um, I'm not an antique. Yeah. Yeah, but your motorcycle's an antique. Uh, the motorcycle's only 18 years old, buddy. Yeah, no, we don't stock parts for any what? of our products over 10 years old. Oh, that's ridiculous. And I'm like, really? I just need a magneto for it. And huh. Nope. I searched and searched and searched, and that bike got parked because I couldn't oh, get a bummer. Magneto for it, and I eventually sold that bike. Be- now I could get one on eBay or, yeah. or whatever, but back then, it was it was parts then at that point. That's because, a bummer. Yeah. That's where, a bummer. Where if I would have had a Honda, I could have gone in. Yeah. Same thing with these Toyotas. Yeah. So, you know, 
I'll, I'll applaud any company that'll do that. Anyone that supports even an old, outdated platform, hats off to you. That is seriously awesome. Something I also applaud Toyota for, especially with the 40 Series, more so with the 40 Series than any of them. So many times when you see a company, typically a Japanese company, but not always, Mm -hmm. but when you see a company take uh, something that was built with American technology and reverse engineer it, reproduce it for sale in their own country or even for sale back to us, Mm -hmm. they cut corners and cheapen it. Yeah. And Toyota did the exact opposite. They and it made a beefy hybrid. <laughs> exactly. They took what they saw as weaker points of the current yeah. Jeep at the time. Now, mind you, G- the Jeep at the time was the World War II flat fender, which was meant to be a disposable vehicle. Yeah. Something they could push off a ship when they were done with it. Mm-hmm. They took that and they said, okay, well, we're going to do this, but we're going to beef it up here. We're going to beef it up here. We're going to make this, you know. And they built what at the time... No one can argue. If you take a World War II Jeep and a 40 Series Land Cruiser mm-hmm. and put them in, say, a tug of war or a, uh, um, you know, just hauling stuff in the back capacity, mm-hmm. the, the Land Cruiser is going to beat it hands oh, yeah. down. Oh, yeah. Because it was built to be a utilitarian. Yeah. It was a tractor for the road. Yeah. So um, they really uh, did that. So I got to give them that, too. It's like mm-hmm. they tried to find ways to improve upon our design instead of trying to copy our design and make it cheaper. Yeah. So, um, and they built something that lasted to today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, there's there's always news in the Land Cruiser world. Uh, there's a lot of people still speculating what the new Land Cruiser is going to be here, if we're going to get a new Land Cruiser mm-hmm. or if the North America is losing it. But um, it's still sold here. You can still yeah. buy a Land Cruiser from a dealership. Although I just saw a friend of mine who's big into Land Cruisers on Facebook um, mention that he cannot find a 200 series in a dealership anywhere right now. Hmm. Um, they just the dealerships aren't getting them in. They just it's special order only, basically. Wow. But they're like ninety thousand dollar MSRP. Oh them. well, there's half the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say I wonder how successful it'll be, but yeah. <laughs> well, the two hundred series has been out for quite a time now, but hmm. he's just looking for one. So yeah. But um, I would like to. Can I do a little bit of name dropping in this episode here? What do you think? No. No. All right. Good deal. No. Go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there is, uh, a few people that over my, you can tell from this episode that I am a Land Cruiser enthusiast. Oh, yeah. I've sold a lot of parts for Toyota Land Cruisers, but I'm still new to the Land Cruiser world. I've only entered the Land Cruiser world about seven years ago. Um, I, so I've been into other types of wheeling and other types of vehicles for many, many years prior to that. In the last seven years, you know, besides Quick Draw being a supplier here, there's a, there's a couple of guys that have I've called for um, answers about things, mm-hmm. uh, for parts, and uh, I, first is George Esther. I think that's how, it, how it's pronounced uh, at Cruiser Brothers. Okay, um, and you can check out his website if you want to just Google Cruiser Brothers. You'll find him. Um, he has got uh, you know just a, a encyclopedic knowledge. Yeah of Toyota Land Cruisers, all the series. And he restores them, rebuilds them, sells parts for them, one of the biggest names in the industry. Mm-hmm. Another guy's Taurus Lenning of Torfab, uh, and he is doing um, the, the 2.8 conversions nice. into the Land Cruisers nice. now. I believe he also does LS conversions and does oh. all sorts of modifications Sweet. to them. Um, met both or met Tor personally out at SEMA. 
uh, a couple of, it would be last year or year before 2018. Um, very knowledgeable guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm I'm missing other people. Those guys are, are just big names in the Land Cruiser world. Um, oh, uh, Jeremiah Prophet, Prophets Land Cruisers. Uh, yeah, or Prophets uh, Prophets Resurrection Land Cruisers. Nice. Um, I've called him once or twice. It's been quite some time now about some parts. Uh, I don't know if I've bought things from him or not, but um, once again, I, I've met the nicest, nicest people in the Land Cruiser circles. Yeah. Kind of like the Jeep Wave thing. Oh, right? yeah. You know, yeah. with the Land Cruiser people, they stick together and just super, super nice people out there. Nice. And it's, it's a great community. And, um, you know, you guys are going to rip me apart for being wrong on something in this eh. episode or not adding something. Uh, it's not Mr. Johnny Orange's fault. Uh <laughs> Uh, I'm dragging him reluctantly into the Land Cruiser world. He will own one someday. Eh, you know? I don't know about that. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, I do appreciate all the notes you brought and everything, eh, buddy. I tried. But, uh, <laughs> you got anything else? What, do you, what else you got? Uh, uh, totally unrelated to this. I, I came across this in my searching, my parts hunting last night. In regards to our last episode, I found a pair of those Rockstar axles. Did, for cheap? 1200 bucks for the pair. Oh, when it comes with steering and springs. Not bad. I know. Not bad. I had the money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So, well, what do you think? Is well, it time? Uh, I or think no? so. Yeah. Do you, you, you got I've got good. one final note before I end it here. Uh, so, for those of you who are listening, we obviously greatly appreciate it. Thank you. And if you haven't had a chance to check us out on YouTube yet, make sure you go to youtube.wheelandradio.com, no G, and uh, check us out on video. See what you think. Like, share, subscribe. Yeah, absolutely. Please. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.